Um, yeah, and I forgot about, you know, the uh, North Miami Beach. Was it North Miami Beach? Uh, Adventura, I believe, it was in Adventura. Uh, the apartment that collapsed, um, maybe uh, 2021 or so. That was wild, you know. I was actually, I was down there, um, like, probably a week before that happened. And I remember just, like, it seemed pretty nice at the time, you know. Uh, South Florida, things are open in Florida. The economy's open. Chicago, it's still kind of a little more closed, you'd say. Um And so I, you know, I really like South Florida. And then... uh looking at apartments, maybe uh, looking at maybe taking an internship down there. And um, that's a beautiful area, man. Lots of, um, lots of uh, Israelis, lots of uh, Russian Jews, uh, lots of Floridians, you know, <laughs> all kinds of people. Um, but it's just a nice area, really, really well kept. I might say, um, and beautiful, you know, you got the Atlantic ocean, you got, walking areas and you still see your fair amount of like big uh diesel trucks you know which is kind of like the florida vibe that i think a lot of us appreciate is like you get the best of pretty much every uh part of the country and even in california nowadays i've been seeing more big trucks but yeah it's good i mean i i, I like south florida north miami beach and i just couldn't believe that thing collapsed. I mean, it wasn't too terribly old and so tragic, all those people inside. I mean, God. And I just remember, uh, you know, the Florida chief fire marshal and uh, financial officer, chief fire marshal, fire marshal and chief financial officer, Jimmy Petronas, um, you know, he's like, he's like uh, talking about how the cleanup effort was so good and they just had all this equipment and, um, and just the, the equipment and people, you know, Israelis were there, and, uh, just all these different people, uh, helping the cleanup effort and search and rescue effort. Um, and I really think that that speaks to, um, well, the equipment, I, I want to say having, uh, equipment there on the ground in the apartment complex, um, you know, to find people, um, is, is very important. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad they're able to do that. You know, it just speaks to the, uh, innovation that Florida enjoys and, um, being able to utilize every resource. And even though we saw this past year with the, this past, uh, the past fall and when the hurricane came through Tampa, you know, and they were able to, put out some of these fires, uh, you saw the sort of issues, repercussions of electric vehicles, the batteries, what can happen when left unattended. Um, and they, they like catch fire, a lot of them. Um, so these Tesla batteries are just like, you know, the Teslas that were left unattended for people to, to, to leave for the hurricane, uh, just sitting in the street and the, in the, uh, whatever people's garage, folks garages and, and their driveways and then, you know next thing you know is uh these tesla batteries are catching fire so as the inspectors are going around looking at you know the roofs 
looking at uh, all the different damages caused by the hurricane throughout uh, Tampa, St. Pete, Niceville, and uh, the like. Um, one thing you saw a lot of, and you probably never, obviously never saw this in, during Katrina, uh, because that was, you know, 2005, and there's no electric vehicles uh, with with Katrina, New Orleans, and that was such a low-income disaster, too, because a lot of folks just couldn't afford uh, to get out. But with the Teslas, it's like, clearly the owners left. I even spoke with a guy who uh, was in Los Angeles, um, and his sister had came to to Los Angeles. Um, he was already living there, but she had came uh, had come to Los Angeles from Tampa um, because of the hurricane. Um, half Indian, half British, my man. Uh, Mark is, uh, yeah, his sister came by. Pretty good looking, too. I liked her. <laughs> um, anyway, Mark, he'll be doing well. But, yeah, it was, uh, and so these people leave their Teslas, and after the hurricane, you know, the inspectors are going around seeing all these batteries just up in flames and significant damage um, caused by uh, the hurricane that went through. And, you know, and that's a different problem, very different than Katrina. You know, Katrina's, uh, predominantly affected uh, low income, uh, minorities too. Um, predominantly African Americans, um, in that part of New Orleans. But Tampa St. Pete, that's a very diverse area, lots of different people. And I can't put a number on, uh, ethnic background for people who own Teslas in Tampa St. Pete, but I'm going to guess that it might be a little more diverse and more of a high-income problem than Katrina was um, for just two different reasons, you know. And like, one's caused by innovation, which is crazy because innovation helped the uh, – it actually helped the condo in, in Adventura that collapsed, the apartment building uh, North Miami Beach area. And the other way in West, uh, on the west side of Florida, it was detrimental to the recovery. Because now you have to have fire crews come out, and because you know these homes are well insured and these uh, these electric vehicles, uh, I don't know what the policy is on electric vehicles, but I'm sure they're well uh, in, insured too. But the, the problem is they have never seen that before. Never seen that sort of problem with an electric vehicle up in smoke, like all the different uh, wires and things like that. It would be much different than a regular gasoline car, uh, to be sure. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult problem. So innovation on one end uh, helps us in search and rescue effort. And uh, in the other uh, arena of electric vehicles, battery innovation can cause havoc because you have, you know, a bunch of batteries on fire. So that's really wild, and I, I think um, – there's just got to be more done to prevent uh, uh, some of these batteries, the electric vehicles from um, all. First of all, who are these owners that just left them uh, in the, you know, in the hurricane? I would, if I was a Tesla owner, I would probably have taken it. I mean, I guess maybe some folks were snowbirds and they weren't in Florida at the time. So it was just parked there. I get it. But, you know, if you're living in Tampa, St. Pete, and you just happen to fly out of there, instead of drive, which I've done that before. And my car was actually uh, taken back by the uh, finance company and so doing, but um, 
it wasn't a Tesla. But um, yeah, I, I just, you know, that's crazy to me. It's like the uh, sheer stupidity of like, did Elon not look into that? Did he never like think about like what happens if strong winds and like a hurt, you know, something comes through, you know, what what is going to happen to this high value asset um, just left unattended, you know? And it's like, yeah, I could I could say the same thing about myself, leaving my Audi uh, at the Chicago O'Hare uh, parking lot, you know, and basically getting it repossessed by the finance company. So it's really sad, and I was not happy about it, but he actually was a good guy. And the car, I call him car owner, and I guess somebody tried to stab me in the back earlier by, like, insinuating that by car owner I meant, like, the previous car owner. No, you psychopath. I obviously... I'm talking about the finance company. I um, should have hung up on that guy. It was such a strange phone call. He claimed to be a Liberty Mutual uh, or Liberty. What is it? Liberty? Liberty? Liberty. Claimed to be a Liberty agent. I, I think he was just some uh, you know, guy with a lisp uh, playing games, which is really unfortunate because that's not cool. Um, it's like a witch hunt, you know? And like, I'm not somebody that's like, they're going on witch hunts. You know, I'm not one of those guys. But. That one definitely was because, like, you know, you're interfering with my whole what I'm trying to do here. And I'm just trying to get my car insured, and you're acting like it's not my car. I'm explaining you the situation, but you're not listening. It's really tough, really tough to deal with certain people like that. But they're probably fake. You know, a real insurance agent would have wanted my money and would have actually wanted to help me. But this guy was clearly just playing gay games. Uh, okay, so um what do you do when you're not that and you realize they're doing it i don't know you move to florida but then you hope you don't get run over by a hurricane really tough electric vehicles yeah what can you say i don't know what to say um but uh you know i would love to be a snowbird i think uh I think I, I did a really good job last year in Tallahassee working on the uh, tele, telehealth bill, you know, lobbying for that, uh, non-prescribing narcotics via telehealth, most in a nursing home um, or hospice or whatever, um, uh, seeing a doctor that they have a prior relationship with. I think that was a really important bill, State Bill 312. But, uh, shout out 312, uh, but I just think now I'm kind of like, I need an internship here. I need more experience in the field here. Um, not like in a, in a field, but like in an office or hospital system, obviously. And, um, would I like to be in Florida? Yes. Uh, but, uh, I'm not. So I'm just gonna have to suck it up, put a scarf on. And God damn it, move my legs and hope that I don't have too much of a hernia because the MRI machine kind of freaked me out a little bit. But it's okay. We're, we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> All right, good times. Uh, add more later.